everyone keep their head up this weekend. This weekend? Oh. Oh, we start. Oh, we we started. Oops. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. Anyway, everyone keep their their head up this weekend because uh, a Chinese a piece of a Chinese rocket is supposedly uh coming down from atmosphere <laughs> or from space and it's like according to the article I read that piece of it is 10 stories and 23 tons and uh, for those of you who don't know uh, just how heavy a ton can be 23 tons is 46,000 pounds so that <laughs> the thing falling from the sky is basically an apartment building so just keep your head up I mean the, the chances of it striking a parked area are very slim. Huge digression. Huge digression. Rude awakening. They seem to uh, always, um, whatever, this is, this has been the tr true for China for decades. They seem to cut corners with uh, everything they do. And then uh, it, it, it backfires and blows up in their face. Mm. And so I think they're in for a rude awakening. In, in the future, probably will implode sooner or later. The good old Chinese. Yeah, uh, I actually read uh, about or I heard about uh, their foolhardy plan to build a canal right through Nicaragua. Yeah, like that's gonna work. And <laughs> cost billions of dollars for um, to to build a canal right through a country. I just love it. I don't know when uh, when stuff like this happens. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of, of of space junk the size of meteors coming crashing down, but uh, it's <laughs> there's just something about it that's so that's so comical in the in, in the cryptic sense of it all. It's like, yeah, let's let's shoot this rocket up into space without taken any safety precautions nothing bad will ever happen right guys is that well what's that what's that law is it is it murphy's law that uh no uh, i think murphy's law is uh everything expects something bad to happen something like that it's what was it murphy's law there's a show about that a cartoon Oh, here it is. If anything can go wrong, it will. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, it's what could go wrong with the rocket is going to go wrong, uh, but hopefully it will come crashing down in the middle of the ocean and no one will be affected. But anyway, we should probably get on to the the actual topic of this, this week's podcast. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce it. Ah, yes, the uh, continuation from the last uh, few weeks now, a month. Yeah, we're, we're kind of late to the party with the whole thing, but hey, we, we got to it. We're here now. Let's let's just let's just touch upon it before we delay it even further. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure by now everyone has sort of seen the results or heard of the results of the Chauvin trial 
and I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying Chauvet because it sounds French. So it sounds French, right? <laughs> and we're we're Canadian, so our second language is French. So we see a French-sounding name, and we're gonna automatically go to the French pronunciation. But Chauvin, Chauvin, I don't know. Chauvin, the anglicized <laughs> version. Uh, but yeah, his trial happened what three weeks ago now? Two weeks ago? Um, yeah, I think about two weeks. Two weeks. So yeah, we're we were late to we're late to the party for sure, but the. I think it's it's becoming relevant again because uh, his his attorney is uh, demanding a retrial on the basis that the jury was sort of biased in their in their uh, verdict before the trial even ended. Uh, so yeah, it's it's going to get interesting to see what happens. Uh, but we're we're not here to talk about uh, the the semantics of uh juries and trials and in, uh, in court uh we're just here to talk about i think the more the the civil the uh social justice aspect if you will of not only the uh, chauvin case uh, or chauvin case uh but just the whole other uh you know the plethora of shootings uh, police related shootings and and um, the results of them, the consequences. And I think what really spurred us to this topic was not only the, uh, I think we both agreed, the shocking uh, results of the Chauvin trial. Chauvin trial. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was kind of a little bit of a debate uh, Sina and I got into in our, in our cousins group. About, oh god, what shooting was it? Uh, the one that happened. Was it the the Adam Toledo shooting? The kid, right? Yeah, he was. Um, he was. He was also running from. He was running from the cops. Um, I mean, I suppose we can just jump into it right away. Uh, so, like, I guess we can start with that. Uh, so he was Adam Toledo, 13, 13 years old. Uh, this is what you get from the media. He was 13 years old. He was uh, running from the cops. He was supposedly unarmed, tried to comply, and got shot. Uh, those are the details that uh, most people just see on the headlines, and they and they sort of lose their minds. But as we will touch upon in, the, in this podcast, it, it's it's a lot more than that, really. Uh, you can't yeah. look at the, these sparse details that the media puts out. And I, uh, you know, jump to conclusions. You have to sort of, um, oh God, I, it's been a long time since we've done this. So I, I'm, I, <laughs> having trouble string together, uh, coherent sentences. Uh, but you have to sort of, uh, dig into, dig deeper in the details. Wait, no, wait for the details to be released. Uh, but yeah. So the, the Adam Toledo shooting was was what really spurred us to, uh, or the debate Hasina uh, and I had on the Toledo shooting, was what sort of spurred us to uh, take on this topic. So I think I mean I, I said we're gonna start with the Toledo shooting, but I, but for given the for given the whole the whole big the big issue is is this is this Chauvin trial. I think we should start there. Uh, so he was, 
Uh, he was uh, convicted of... His exact charges were... Uh, I should have had this up. Chauvin... Uh, verdict. What was he charged with? Like, two counts of... Murder? I mean, they, they slapped with everything. <laughs> it was like, murder... Uh, and then, like the first degree, okay. second degree, I don't know. Second well, uh, degree, unintentional murder, third degree murder, and secondary manslaughter. So, <laughs> the, yeah, they, <laughs> they slapped them with everything. And, and like, like, uh, like we mentioned, it was, it was, it was kind of shocking uh, to us because the prediction on my end, at least, was that he was going to get, uh, you know, uh, manslaughter or something like that. Because. Let's let's be completely honest. The guy wasn't out there to kill George Floyd. I mean, what he did by kneeling on his neck was terrible. All right, don't get me wrong. It, he should he should be disciplined for that. You can't kneel on someone's neck for nine minutes and expect nothing bad to happen. But he didn't he didn't go out there with the intention to murder this this man, George Floyd. So it, it came as a surprise to me, and I, I think you too, right? Yeah. That that they sort of hit him with everything a murder uh, first degree second degree whatever it was and I, I think now because of how it was handled and sort of how politicians were getting involved in it that Chauvin's uh, attorney is seeking to get a new trial because when you go back to uh, the sort of event of the trial itself, you see Joe Biden chiming in. You see, um, oh, what's her name? That woman who made such a big deal out of it. Uh, was it Maxine Waters? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing blanks here, not really. She said, she said uh, oh my god, I should have pulled all this up. She basically was... Throwing oil into the fire, you know, making it worse. And she said, um, Where is it? Find value. Oh. You know, you know what we need for this? We need like a tech guy or a guy on the side to just, you know, or, or a girl who doesn't necessarily have to sit here and, and sort of talk with us, but she just sort of sits on the side and, and then. Well, we need information. We just ask her or him to pull it up, kind of like uh, <laughs> and like the Joe Rogan podcast where he where he asked his his his, his buddy, his producer, I think, to sort of like pull <laughs> pull up information on the internet and tell us. <laughs> That's what we need. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> she she said just to get more confrontational. <laughs> what does that? Yeah, mean? it was it was insane. It's like and basically everyone was saying. You know, if 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 Chauvin is not found guilty, we're gonna riot, right? And looking at that objectively, you gotta think that the jury was surely influenced. Like, okay, if if we don't come to this predetermined decision, we're gonna have more violence. Like, we need to appease the mob, and that's exactly what they did. And I think that's that's the argument uh, Chauvin's attorney is putting out there. It's just yeah. kind of it's kind of scary when you think about it that that the mob can have that much influence on a court's decision and this 
was this was this federal court by the way or was it uh um i don't believe so i think it was just the minneapolis court okay well either way it's it's crazy that that a mob can influence a court's decision. I don't know. I don't know what you think. Oh, wait. No, it is federal charges. Oh, it's federal charges, so it's even worse then. <laughs> oh, that's really that's really bad. That's <laughs> off. Well, but it's federal what's... charges. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, what's your opinion on the whole thing? Uh, I'm pretty much along the same general lines. Like, um... Uh, <sighs> To be quite honest, I, I, I'm kind of... At least what I know is I've uh, been... I only know what, what, what happened. Like, I know... He didn't... He clearly didn't intend to uh, kill George Floyd. And I don't think, personally... Um, I feel like the trial was uh, motivated um, by... Um, by higher-up individuals trying to uh, sway the jury uh towards uh a pot, like um a, a more uh, an outcome that suited that was more suitable to them rather than uh the more uh true outcome i would say uh, they although the different because the definition of manslaughter is basically just the unlawful claim that doesn't involve uh, malice or uh, seriously like the intent to seriously harm or kill that's right. basically what this was it's exactly what it was yeah. and it, it bothers me that so many people can't you know can't grasp that Chauvin is and I, I think this goes for for most of the the police related incidents we have uh, sort of uh, come across uh this year these guys aren't trying to murder these people okay and then people need to understand people uh, by those people I mean uh, the general public needs to understand that most cops the overwhelming majority of cops and this is true please do not try and do any sort of mental gymnastics to argue this the overwhelming majority of cops are there to keep you safe. They're there, there to catch criminals. They're there to try and stop crime. Okay? They don't go out onto the streets. This isn't the 1950s, okay? This is the 1940s where, you know, they're going out onto the street and actively looking for minorities to terrorize. I I'm not saying that there aren't cops like that. So I'm, I'm sure there are. And we've come. We even here in Canada, we have we've had cases in the past where you know corrupt cops, racist cops have dealt with people in a very uh, sort of malicious manner, and, and it's been proven that they've done that with nothing but intent. But yeah. you take a look at these cases in the states, uh, the the whole the whole George Floyd thing, uh, Adam Toledo. Who else do we have? Rayshard Brooks, uh, the other guy, Jacob Blake. These these aren't cut and dry cases where you can you know look at the outcome and say, hey, these racist cops, you know, these pigs for the more extreme people, uh, these pigs are going out there to to harm 
black people or minorities. That's simply not true. Okay? This Western civilization, all right, in the States, in Canada, in parts of most Western Europe, we have built a society wherein people of all colors, people of all creeds can come together and live together, all right? It's, it's true that certain communities have it worse than others, okay? That is absolutely true. And in the past, that was a result of a racist system, but this is, this is 2021, all right? We have, today we have black millionaires, we have colored millionaires, we have living in the States, living in Canada, living in Europe, people who have every opportunity to sort of go out there and work and then get their money and live well. We have that, right? Again, we're not living in the 1950s where this isn't possible. It is possible because we've moved away from that that racist mindset. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get this. So the, you know, the definition of manslaughter and uh, the, the Minnesota statute definition of uh, unintentional murder and uh, um, what's it uh, murder in the third degree they're basically the same I was I was reading something a couple of days ago uh, I think it was the the opinion of a police officer where he's like these these lines are purposely blurred just for cases like this so you can you can have someone who accidentally kills another person yeah and then you can just slap them with the murder charge the, the worst charge and get them in jail for a longer time because reasons you know it's it's, it's pretty stupid if you ask me i mean i'm not a lawmaker but i don't think it takes a lawmaker to see that those kinds of uh you know uh Definitions that overlap can be problematic. Oh yeah, exactly. Because if you look at the um, the length of the unintentional unintentional murder uh, in the second degree, it says it says not more than forty years, and then in the third degree, um, it's uh, not more than twenty five years. So which one do you take? <laughs> it doesn't really. To be honest, there's a lot of. Uh, it's not cut and dry. You have to look at uh, all the details to the case, and also, and um, you can't really. You have to. You have to do it without um, influence from uh, outside. Uh, right, and so, that yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. You you mentioned you mentioned you have to look at it case by case. That's exactly it, right? You can't take a case like this, right? Uh, like like George Floyd's case. Uh, where Derek Chauvin was kneeling on his neck for nine minutes, unintentionally, uh, you know, ends up, and, and ends up unintentionally murdering him, right? That's just one case, and you can't say, oh, look, that happens every day in America, right? No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. What happens every day in America are thousands of interactions between people and, you know, their local police forces, Right, and yeah. how many of those are you know have a positive outcome? How many of them end with someone not getting hurt? 
it's definitely way more than uh, fatalities, right? The police aren't shooting everyone they see because most people, and, and I think this is going to sort of leapfrog into, into the next point I really want to bring up, is that, you know, the police, because uh, most people who have intera- who are interacting with the police, they, you know, they comply. They, they stop what they're doing, they listen, and then if, if they did nothing wrong, they're, they're free to go. I mean, personally, this, is, this has happened to me. Uh, and, I, and I've told this story before on the podcast where I was in Ottawa, uh, went to the mall, I, I purchased an umbrella that, that had like a, a katana handle, right? And I was carrying around in, in the case uh, that the store provided, and someone had to call the cops thinking that it was a gun, right? Yeah. So we, we exit the mall, the police confront me, and they say, you know, what's that? I say, it's an umbrella, right? And then we, we sort that out. I'm, I'm not saying, oh, you know, why, why are you doing this to me? Is, I'm brown, I'm this, I'm that, this is racism. I'm like, I just answered their questions, and after it was done, they let me go. They're like, okay, you're free to go. Is, is that so difficult to do? And I know people are going to say, hey, you're victim blaming, you're victim blaming. No, there's a... There is a personal level of responsibility on your part, on the person who is being confronted by the police, right? Your life is in your hands, okay? If you are, right? If you are stopped by the police and you have done nothing wrong, just listen to them, okay? Don't resist arrest. And by the way, uh, resisting arrest isn't just fight actively fighting the police. If you're <laughs> if you're refusing to put your hands behind your back, you know, so tensing up your muscles, and and you're resisting uh, their pull of you know trying to force your hand behind your back, that is resisting arrest. All right, it's the, it's the, it doesn't mean you're actively trying to punch the cop in the face or or running away, it's stuff like that too. Right. Yeah. So if if you're confronted by the police, just listen. Don't do anything stupid. If you have, if you've done nothing wrong. Alright. Then you have nothing to worry about. Nothing. And this is coming from a brown Muslim man who has been stopped by the police because he's brown. Okay? So just just listen. Don't do anything stupid. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's the um, whole idea there again, you nailed it with that personal responsibility. Uh, it's the same thing with um, with any cases, like, any time you're stopped by the cops, like, I think it happened to me um, during uh, the, one of those ride checks where they uh, stop you for uh, checking if you're drunk, like, driving drunk or t- taking a breath- breathalyzer or whatever. Um, so they just, all they did was, uh, they, uh, they asked me if I had anything to drink. I said, no, I don't drink. And then they're like, okay, have a good night. And then they just... They just advised us to keep our seatbelts on. That's <laughs> that's, that's it, right? That's, and that's, even yeah. even if, even if they say even in that case, if they say, uh, you know, can you step out of the vehicle, please? Just listen. Just listen to them. All right. Don't yeah. say why. Don't say oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Just get out of the car and listen. It's not that difficult. Yeah, exactly. Even if they ask you to uh, hand over your license, that's their duty. They're 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 doing their job really. Exactly. They're just doing their cross checking on their computer or whatever, and then they're, uh, um, yeah, they're just basically doing their job as their as a police officer. They're doing their job to the best of their ability. 
Okay, and and again, I'm not I'm not saying that there aren't cops who who just screw things up. All right, we we had that case recently where that that one cop accidentally pulled out her her gun instead of her taser and and shot someone. Right, that that was a mistake on her part, a huge mistake that she is going to be punished for, and she should be punished for it. But at the same time, you you look at that situation and and, and what happened, even in that case. Why you know why was she pulling out her trying to pull out her taser? Because the guy in the car was trying to get away. He wasn't listening. Yeah. So, yes, it's the cop's fault for shooting and killing him. Absolutely, and she's going to be charged and should be charged for that. But the guy wouldn't, you know, find himself in that situation. I forgot his name. I think was it Rayshard Brooks? I I, I think it might have been him. I. I I believe so. Uh, I'm getting names mis- mixed up because there's, there's like so many of these shootings that that we're focusing on these days. But you know the the victim who unfortunately was killed, he wasn't complying with police. He tried to. He was resisting arrest. Resisting arrest. Sorry, and he tried to drive off, which sort of forced this police officer to make a decision to try and pull out her taser. Unfortunately, she messed up really badly and pulled out her gun instead. And shot him, and he he died unfortunately. But it's and this 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 is this is the point I was trying to get across to to Sina when 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 we were having this debate in in, the, in our cousins group. Yeah, it's, it's don't put yourself in that situation. Okay, I know I know we said that if you have, if you've done nothing wrong, then you have nothing to fear. Even if you have done something wrong, just listen to them and you will get out with your life, right? You, you go to jail, you get booked for it, but that's better than getting shot or tased or, you know, restrained in a very forceful way because you weren't cooperating. And it's, oh my God, it, it's just so frustrating to, to have, well, what is it? Unfortunately, they probably have more run-ins with the law. Exactly. That's they're afraid the police will uncover that. That's that's basically. That's exactly what happens. Listen, the people, uh, George Floyd, and I, I know, I know, we've mentioned this before when we talked about it, like last year, or well, not last year, sorry, when I was in Ottawa. Oh, many times. I, so, so, you know, George Floyd, Rayshard Brooks, even this kid, Adam Toledo, and I, I want people to to you know think about this, ask yourself this. What were they doing prior to uh, their confrontation with with police? What were they doing? Okay, and I know I know death isn't a sentence we, we want to see carried out by police when these people resist. Okay, that's that's not what I'm saying. And you know, uh, unlawful death, unjustified shootings, um, or in the case of George Floyd, his death. It's it's tragic, right? And and the the police officers. Who are involved should be should be disciplined and and punished for it, but you have to, again. This goes back to that 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 aspect of personal responsibility. These people, you know, George Floyd, Rayshard Brooks, Jacob Blake, Adam Toledo, they were breaking the law. Okay, that's why the police were there in the first place. The police weren't prowling the street. Okay, Derek Chauvin wasn't prowling the streets looking for black men to, to confront. He was called to that store. because Why? Because Floyd was trying to purchase something with a counterfeit bill. Yeah. And he was called there. 
and when he when they got there, you, you see in the video, Floyd is pretty hysteric. He, he's obviously under the influence, and unfortunately, the way it goes down is how we all you know we all we see in the video. But again, it's it's that that level of personal responsibility. You don't have to you know make that decision that leads up to to events like this. And I think this is particularly important, especially in in Adam Toledo's case, uh, the kid, the 13-year-old killed kid who yeah. was killed. Right? It, it's really tragic because he's just 13 years old. But what was he doing before that? He was shooting at cars with the with the with an older uh, friend or family member. He was shooting at random cars, and then the police were called. That's what he was doing. Why on earth was a thirteen-year-old kid doing that? You know what? And I, I don't mean to insult his parents, but why is your kid out at like two a.m. in the morning, armed with this? You know, this kind of influence, this this negative influence, is this older this older person? You know, why is he shooting at vehicles? Right? And don't don't act surprised when the cops come in armed themselves with with their guns drawn because they know that this kid that these people are armed too and it doesn't matter how old the person is if they have a gun it's a matter of point and shoot and that's it your bullet's going to hit whatever you're aiming at or for the most part if you have you know enough skill or enough luck it's that it's that simple at close range that that becomes uh you know there's a greater chance of anyone being hit even a cop by like a 13 year old kid and you know when you when you break down the the Adam Toledo shooting, I know I'm I'm joining on here without letting you talk, but <laughs> if, you, no, okay. if you if you break down the the Adam Toledo shooting, all right, and and this is another uh, aspect or issue that we really need to talk about. It's it's like a split second decision the cop has to make. So the the cop who's chasing down Adam Toledo, right? He knows Toledo is armed. He's chasing him down. He's telling him, you know, stop, stop, you know, drop the gun. And and people have sort of broken this down, you know, frame by frame. You know, as the officer knows he's armed, right? And he, he doesn't know that Toledo is going to drop the gun, right? All he sees is that Toledo has the gun in his hand. For, and for a split second, right? In a matter of, of, of milliseconds... That officer has to make a decision. Does he wait well, while, while he sees Toledo turning, gun in hand, towards him? Does he wait for him to drop it and take a chance and get shot himself? Or does he shoot right away to neutralize the, the, the threat, right? Yeah. And the, that, that's, that's the thing you have to consider. That, that's the thing that, that's part of the, their training as, as police officers, to neutralize the threat, an armed threat, right? Yeah. And it's not humanly possible for anyone to make sort of a rational decision in a split second, right? You see the gun, anyone, you see a gun in, in this person's hand, they're turning towards you. you, you don't know what their attention is, what are you going to do? Are you going to shoot? Are you going to stand there and take the risk that you're going to be shot yourself? Yeah, I think uh, anyone, any more rational person is just gonna shoot and neutralize the threat. It's not even, it's not even rationality. It's, 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 uh, I, I want to say it's, 
it's a natural human response to protect yourself, right? Oh, yeah. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Yeah. And you're not. You don't want to take that risk. And does it matter? I've heard people say that. Oh, we should. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. He he has nothing to to be afraid of. Oh, come on. Bulletproof vest or not, I'm not gonna. I don't want to get shot. Because who knows where that bullet's gonna go at that range, right? Oh yeah. It can hit me in the face. I'm not wearing a bulletproof bulletproof face mask, am I? No. Right? And, <laughs> and that's a fatality. I mean, it, again, it's it's tragic what happened to the kid, but you you look at those those two factors right, of, of him being out there, putting himself in that situation, and then uh, on top of that, you have uh, just the... How quick everything happens, how quick it goes down, how... You know, and how people, all these officers, have to respond. Oh, yeah. It's it's not an easy job, and people need to understand that. Okay, it is not easy to to patrol the streets as a police officer, go out there every day, put your life on the line. And yes, it is a dangerous job, a very dangerous job, because of the situations that you are sometimes called into, right? And not everyone can do it, and people need to be trained. And now uh, here is, is is something that we I think we need, we need to discuss. Is and I know we, we've done it before, but the whole uh, defund the police uh, notion, right? Oh, yeah. If you if you defund the police, what's going to happen? Oh, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a very interesting um, I think we touched up touched on it on a previous podcast um, they would uh, basically um, not essentially they probably reduce you know get uh, less training they probably uh, be you know less trained to um, to handle these tough situations but uh, I think I don't know it's a very uh, I think it's a very scary thought. It is. It is, and and you're you're absolutely right uh, when when you say that it will affect their training, and it will. I mean, if if you want to avoid these these George Floyd situations or these um those situations where the officer pulled out her her uh, her gun instead of a taser, you need to reallocate funding. To towards uh, towards training, you want you want to fund you want to fund them more, not defund them. Yeah, yeah, right. For sure. Because you you need you need to sort of train them better to approach situations, you know, uh, like like the case of George Floyd, right, where they can better um, tackle the situation without having to resort to um, tactics that involve uh, physical means, uh, you know, weapons and and whatnot. And you can't you can't expect to defund the police, and and that and 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 see um, you know magic results overnight, where you know somehow cutting cutting budgets uh, you know cutting costs will somehow you know rectify the situation because it won't. We need to fix something in, in cases like this. You need to put more. You need to put more money into it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, sorry to interrupt, cut it short. Uh, we are only on like 35 minutes, but uh, uh, I have to go with the uh, yeah, driving. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably just wrap it up here then. I mean, uh, closing thoughts. You, you can um, have a go stab at it. I feel like, um, again, like we said, uh, I think the uh, the trial was very politically motivated for Derek Chauvin, or Chauvin. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and I feel like definitely, as we said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, knee-jerk reactions when it comes to these uh, shootings and a lot of uh, situations that have to be handled in a case-by-case way and because uh, not all cases are the same and uh, just like with all the cases with Rayshard Brooks, uh, Toledo and the uh, others and especially uh, George Floyd, the biggest one, um, I feel like police officers, again like we said, they're just doing their job and they're uh, like we have to assess it in a, in a, with a objective mindset. Exactly. Than, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think people uh, people need to understand uh, this point specifically. We we are not saying that these corrupt, uh, these bad police officers don't exist. They do. All right, and we want them to be punished. And and it's and it's good in a certain sense. That, that this movement is happening because it's really bringing to light uh, cases where the police officer is in the wrong, right? And, and they, they, they should be punished. They should be disciplined, all right? And I, it's good that we're seeing this because it really highlights the need for better training, right? We need to fund the police, get them to train their, their cadets, their their uh, their newfound uh, employees, they we need them to uh, train them more, train them better, uh, introduce new courses into police academies that deal with um, with ways to sort of defuse, uh, de-escalate situations better. We need tactics to uh, teach them uh, about. Uh, I think a bit about you know psychology of of, of, of people stuff like that, and. When, when you put those, those measures, those steps, you take those steps to better the police departments, you're going to see results. You will not see results by defunding police departments. In fact, there are only results you will see are you know, negative consequences, right? You're, you're going to see more police-involved shootings. You're going to see more cases like George Floyd. You're going to see more guns being drawn. And it's only going to make it worse. So fund, not defund. And sort of when, when, you, when you come across these cases, people, please, please, please do not, you know, jump on a bandwagon right away. Do not jump to conclusions. Wait. Wait and see for the facts to come out. Analyze it for yourself, okay? Take a look at the facts. Take a look at the videos, the, the reports, the police reports, too. Take a look at those because those are important. And then formulate your own opinion based on that. Don't just look at some stupid clickbait headline where, you know, police kills unarmed man and then say, oh, my God, look, we have problems. We have problems. No, the media just wants that. You know, they they get a kick out of it. That's how they make their revenue by by putting out these 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 controversial stories with, with clickbait titles. Right. And they, they get views like that. And then they influence you the, the way you think, too, with all these 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 factually incorrect articles so just you know analyze it for yourself please and and form your own your own uh, opinions 
okay? And, and just try to be objective in these cases. Because at the end of the day, again, and I repeat this for a second time or a third time, majority of police officers are out there to protect you, okay? They are there to serve you. They will not hurt you if you are obeying the law, okay? So please, I think the bottom line of this is obey the law. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs> All right, anyway, um, so yeah, this... Uh, we are we apologize for bringing this episode a bit late, uh, late to the party, but uh, it's it's very important that we, that we that we touched upon this. And it's unfortunate oh, yeah. that that Asina couldn't join us because she had some pretty opposing opposing views uh, of her own, which 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 would would have added to the uh, the flavor of the, of the conversation. We could do the second part for sure. Uh, we could, uh, but we'll probably have to plan that better because. She unfortunately is working on Fridays. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and we will catch you uh, next episode. All right. Uh, thank you.